Meg Burridge here, your host of the Kajabiverse podcast and also a Kajabi coach and launch strategist who combines her love of all things Kajabi and digital marketing with family and adventure. I'm an Aussie mum to three young kids, married to a Dutchman and currently living on Anguilla in the Caribbean. I leap out of bed every morning to help others achieve the online success, freedom and flexibility that I am so grateful to have in my own life. In this podcast, we look deep beneath the surface at how some of the most successful Kajabi heroes, the superheroes, if you will, are generating six and seven figures annually and how their strategies can be applied within your online business. This is the Kajabiverse podcast. Well, hello, everyone. Checking back in, still on the topic of paid mini workshops after our last episode where we interviewed Justin and Sarah from Wake Up to Freedom. Now, if you missed that episode, go back and have a listen because this episode will make so much more sense if you listen to that one first. But what I wanted to do in this episode is just recap the key points and the benchmarks that you should be aiming for if you do decide to go and implement a paid mini workshop funnel in your business. So firstly, what exactly is a paid mini workshop? I like to think of it as an actionable mini course. It's something that you're going to deliver in about 60 minutes. Now, the way that it differs from a webinar is that it actually provides participants with an outcome, okay, a transformation rather than just a high-level infomercial for your paid program. And I'm sure you guys have all been along to webinars where there's a couple of little points that are interesting that you could probably put into practice, but for the most part, it's a high-level why you should do something rather than how you should do something. And a whole lot of the webinar is taken up with a sales pitch for the bigger program. Now, the difference with the paid mini workshop is that the outcome is not dependent on them signing up for the next thing. When you go to promote your paid mini workshop, you're going to tell people what they'll be able to do at the end of the workshop. And that is no way dependent on them having to go and then sign up to your signature course or your follow-on membership, okay? It's completely contained inside of this 60-minute mini workshop. A paid mini workshop is typically an impulse buy. Now, by impulse buy, I mean usually under $50. It's one of those things that you often see floating around the internet for like $27, $37. But having said that, an impulse buy is different in every industry. So if you're working with people who are perhaps executives on $200,000 plus a year, then perhaps an impulse buy to them is $97. Whereas if you're working with stay-at-home parents that don't have an income at the moment, then perhaps an impulse buy to them is something much lower, like $17. So you'll have to give some thought to who it is that you're actually um, promoting this paid mini workshop to. A paid mini workshop can be delivered live or evergreen we would encourage you to start with a live workshop so that you can make sure it's actually what people want. You can run the Q&A, you can get the feedback, you can make sure if you do offer something at the end of the paid mini workshop, is it converting? Okay, that's all information that you can't get if you jump straight to an evergreen model. But once you feel like you've nailed that live delivery, then you could absolutely convert your paid mini workshop into an evergreen workshop on your website. A paid mini workshop can lead into selling any sort of next 
thing. Okay, so I did say that the outcome from the paid mini workshop is not dependent on them joining the next thing, but that doesn't mean that you can't invite them to join the next thing at the end of this class. Now, that next thing could be a course, it could be a membership, it could be one-on-one coaching, group coaching, done-for-you services, templates. A paid mini workshop can literally be used to lead into any sort of next offer. And you could absolutely use a paid mini workshop in place of a freebie to grow your list. So when we were talking to Justin and Sarah, they mentioned that they don't have any other free lead magnet on their website. So you can't go to their website and click a box and put in your email address in return for a free PDF resource. They just don't use freebies at all in their business. Now, you could do what they're doing. You could just use the paid mini workshop to grow your list. It will mean that you get a much higher quality list, but it also means that that list growth is going to be a whole lot slower. You could also do the paid mini workshop and have a freebie, a lead magnet funnel working in parallel. Okay, so that's going to grow your list. You will get, of course, quite a few freebie seekers who join your list through that free resource that you're offering. But then in addition, if you've got that paid mini workshop operating, you'll also be adding a whole lot of quality leads to your list. Now, on the topic of quality leads, just a little bit of trivia for you guys. Did you know that buyers on your list, if someone joins your list, even with an offer that is just a $27 paid mini workshop, they are 10 times more likely to purchase from you than someone who joined your list for free via a lead magnet. So if somebody joins your list for the $27 paid mini workshop, and then you have got a bigger course that comes after that, let's just say it's $497 at the lower price point, then they are 10 times more likely to go on and purchase from you again, purchase that $497 offer than somebody who joined your list for free. So I'm going to run a few numbers for you. You'll have to visualize this. Well, maybe you could write the numbers down as I say it, but just a bit of a comparison. If you have a hundred people join your list via a freebie, via a lead magnet, then you would expect about 2% of those people to go on and purchase the paid thing that you put in front of them. So I'm going to pretend that that paid thing is a $497 course. So 100 people join your list for free with a lead magnet, 2% go on to purchase your program, your core offer. That means of 100 people, two people purchase it, and that's going to give you a revenue of $994. Now, by comparison, if you were to go the paid mini workshop strategy and you get 25 people to purchase your paid mini workshop, rather than 100 people joining your list for free, okay, so you're getting a quarter of the number of people onto your list, 25 people, you would be aiming for about 20% of those people to go on and purchase the next thing from you. And they might not purchase it immediately, but at some point over the coming weeks or months, you would anticipate that they're going to go on and buy your next program, okay? So 25 people join the workshop, 20% go on to buy your core offer. That would be five people total buying the next thing at the $497 price point would give you a revenue of $2,485. So you only added 25 people to your list in that instance rather than 100. 
but you made two and a half thousand dollars rather than a thousand. So that's what I mean by if you add people to your list and those people are buyers, even at a very low price point, they are about 10 times, it's actually 10 to 15, but we'll say on the conservative side, 10 times more likely to go on and purchase your core offer. That's just a little bit of food for thought when you decide how you're going to go about adding people to your list. Are you going to go a freebie funnel and a lead magnet? Are you going to go for one of these paid mini workshops? Or are you going to do a combination of the two? Now, let's just assume that you do go ahead and put all the pieces in place that you need for your paid mini workshop, and then it doesn't work, okay? It's not converting. People land on the sales page and they're not signing up for the workshop, or they come along to the workshop and none of them go on to purchase the next thing. So where exactly could you have gone wrong? All right, the first point, and I think this is one that probably catches a lot of people out, is that you didn't spend any time validating that somebody actually wanted your workshop before you went and built it, okay? And we're all guilty of doing this. We think we know what our audience wants. We put all this time and effort into building it out and then nobody signs up. So it's really important, step one, that you do go and validate with your audience, you know, either via email or social media or wherever it is that you can find your market that they would actually be keen on attending this workshop if you put it together. Second place where we often see people go a little bit wrong is overwhelming people with content. And again, we're mostly all guilty of this where we want to pack as much value into everything that we do. That's free things and paid things. But if you overwhelm people with too much content inside of your one-hour mini workshop, you're going to find that if they've got too many action items to think about, that they don't take any action at all, okay? They're just going to feel so overwhelmed that they're just going to be like deer in the headlights. They'll tell you that they thought the workshop was amazing, but then they will do nothing with what you have given them. So try and keep it to a three to five step implementation plan if you can. Third spot where you might go wrong would be not delivering on the transformation that you promised. And there's two ways really that you can fail on this. The first is to the point above that you overwhelmed people with content and they didn't take any action. So if they don't take any action, they're not going to get the transformation. Or the other place where you could go wrong is that you promised a certain outcome by the end of the mini workshop and you just didn't deliver on the content that you promised. So you need to make sure whatever promised outcome you're giving people on the sign-up page, on the sales page, you are absolutely delivering that transformation and giving them everything they need to be able to get that outcome inside of your mini workshop without them having to go and join your next program. Another common error, a lot of people would jump straight to an evergreen workshop before testing it live. And we totally get it, okay, that you are nervous sometimes about tech mishaps or just presenting things live. It's so much more convenient to go and run an evergreen workshop. But as I mentioned earlier, you know, if you do skip that live portion, you know, the live testing, you're not going to know whether or not people are enjoying the workshop. You're not going to be able to field their questions. You're not going to be able to iterate your workshop. So it's really important you do it live at least once, but probably a few times before you convert it to an evergreen model. 
you might find at the end of your launch that the whole thing ran at a loss. So if you go and put money into paid ads, something like Facebook ads or LinkedIn ads, because of the low price point of the workshop, you might find at the end of the launch when you go and run all your numbers that it not only wasn't profitable, but you actually ran at a loss. Now, that's quite common, okay, because ads, especially Facebook ads, the cost of an ad is creeping up and up. And it takes a little while to be able to master an ad and actually get it to convert at a number where your launch is going to be profitable. Gone are the days where you would put a dollar into a Facebook ad and you would just automatically, magically get $2 back. Very often, you're going to put money into Facebook ads and feel like it was a big waste of time so common. (laughs) So what I would say is try not to miss opportunities where you can to increase your average cart value. If you're selling your mini workshop for $27 and the ad that's running is costing about $25, $27 per conversion into your workshop, then you're just breaking even. Breaking even's not bad because what we're hoping is that even though they join on this low ticket $27 workshop, that they're going to go on and buy bigger programs from you down the track. At worst, breaking even. But if you'd like to make a little bit of a profit, then what we'd encourage you to do is consider having an order bump or an upsell or both, which means that people sign up for your $27 offer. But when they're in the checkout, you give them a little mini offer on the side, sort of, do you want fries with that is how I refer to it. So for example, if you're selling your mini workshop for $27, You could sell the replays for an extra $17. Or if you happen to already have a recorded version of the paid mini workshop, you could sell a ticket to your live paid mini workshop for $27 and then give people the option to jump straight in and watch the pre-recorded version so they don't have to wait then until next Wednesday or whenever it is that you scheduled your paid mini workshop. If you've got a pre-recorded version, You could dangle a little carrot that says, have you got a lot on your plate? Would you like to watch the mini workshop right now? You know, for an extra $17 or $27, dive straight in with the recorded version and keep the replay. Okay, that would be one way that you could add an order bump. You could also have some additional resources that go with the workshop templates or workbooks or something that is going to help people get more out of the workshop than just the workshop itself. So have a think about what you could add on as an order bump. And then the upsell is what people would see after they process the payment. So they click to purchase, they may or may not have added the order bump, and then an upsell pops up with a one-time offer. Now that one-time offer could be anything from a one-on-one coaching call with you, Again, it could be resources like templates. It could really be anything at all. But you're hoping that about 10% of people are going to add on the order bump in the checkout. And about 10% of people would also add on the upsell if you decide to add one. Opportunities there to just increase that average cart order value. And then I think probably the last point having chatted with Justin and Sarah at length on this is the disillusion that people often feel they go through their launch and the funnel just breaks even or if only a few students join they feel like that's not a win okay they feel like it's a fail and it's not a fail at all all right with this low ticket strategy 
break even is great, okay? If you make a little bit of a profit with it, as we mentioned with order bumps and upsells, then that's wonderful. But you really need to look at this funnel as a lead-in funnel to other things that you're going to be putting in front of these students down the track, okay? What's the lifetime value of a person going to be after they join your list at that $27 price point? So don't worry too much if you look at the stats at the end of the launch and it's only made a very minimal profit or even just break even, not a fail. And even if you just get a few students, what you will find inside of a paid mini workshop, because you deliver so much value and you do get that outcome for people and it's not a big sales pitch for your next thing, is that the conversion, if you are offering something at the end of the paid mini workshop, so if you're offering a a membership or a course or done-for-you services or whatever it is, you will find that the conversion into your next thing is typically a lot higher than something like a webinar. Okay, On a webinar where people register and then they may or may not join your webinar and then you present your bigger program, you're expecting usually 2 to 3% of webinar registrants to go on and sign up for your next core offer. Now, with a paid mini workshop, you'd be expecting 10, even sometimes 20% of people who join your paid mini workshop to go on and purchase your core offer. And if your core offer is thousands of dollars, then you don't actually need a whole lot of students in your paid mini workshop to have it feel like it was a big win. At the end. So don't be disillusioned. Break even or minimal profit on this kind of funnel is not a fail. And only having a few students inside of your workshop also not a fail. And just remember, guys, that we all started there. None of us started running our challenges and hosting our webinars with hundreds of attendees. We all went about it using organic traffic methods, which are pretty slow. And most of us started with like half a dozen people attending our first webinar. And it's just important that you keep at it. If a few people show up, that's validation that whatever topic it is that you're running your workshop on is something that people want. And then you've just got to put the time and effort into finding more students the next time that you run it. So having listened to all of that, if you are ready to get busy building a paid mini workshop funnel, you're going to need a few assets and I'm going to run through them now. Now, the first thing I would do is I would build out a funnel map so that you can just visualize how this funnel fits together. I like Funnelytics. I find it very, very simple. They've got a free mapping plan that you can sign up to. I would also put together a funnel calculator. I like Google Sheet for this so that you can put all your numbers in and put your launch goals in place just so that you've got something to aim for and something to look back at when you are doing that launch debrief at the end. I would create a launch schedule. Again, Google Sheet, very good for this, so that you can set a date for your paid mini workshop and then work backwards on, you know, how many days you need to get your funnel all together. You'll need a mini workshop sales page and a confirmation page. Now, I should have an asterisk beside this one because this is a little bit optional. The thing with a paid mini workshop funnel is that it's quite conversational. It's a very casual sort of funnel. You know, you can almost get people into your paid mini workshop at least the first time just with having a chat with people over Messenger, responding to people's comments. If you post about your workshop on a Facebook page, you can just literally have a chat with a few people 
and then send them a checkout link and get them into your paid mini workshop that way. So you could skip the sales page the first time or even the second time if you don't have time to build out the sales page. But if that makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable, if you're just going to feel more professional, I guess, going into it, then put some time aside to build out a mini workshop sales page and then the confirmation page that people are going to see after they sign up. Now, you'll definitely need a checkout, some way that you can take the money, the $27 or however much you decide to charge for your workshop. And inside of the checkout is where you would add your order bump and or an upsell to increase that average cart value. You'll need some social media promo posts, all right, so that and once you've decided on what you'd like to have as the topic of your paid mini workshop, we need to make sure that we validate people actually want to come to your workshop. And that's where your social media posts come in. Firstly, just to say that you've been thinking about putting together a workshop on XYZ. Would anyone be interested? Wait for the responses. And then once you feel like you've had enough positive responses to your workshop idea, then you're going to need a few more promotional posts to actually sell your paid mini workshop when it's ready. If you've got an existing list of people, you'll need to put together some promotional emails. I usually go with three promo emails to my list. Once people have signed up to your workshop, you're going to need the reminder emails. Then, of course, the workshop rolls around. You're going to need a method of delivering the workshop. Are you going to run it on Zoom or some other webinar software? Are you going to stream it into a Facebook group? Whatever works best for you. You'll need some mini workshop slides, okay, like a slide deck, unless, of course, during your workshop, you're just going to speak to the camera or do screen share. Uh, But for most people, a slide deck is going to be needed. And then if you are presenting some kind of follow-on offer, you don't have to. I mean, it might be a no-pitch paid mini workshop where you don't say anything at all about any of your other offers. But if you do want to present an offer at the end of your paid mini workshop, you can. I wouldn't go crazy on this section. One or two slides at the end of the paid mini workshop that tells people about how they can learn more from you or continue working with you. If you are going to present something, then you're also going to need a follow-on email sequence that would have things like limited time offers deadlines, bonuses, etc. Now, just like every funnel out there, a lot of time, effort and strategy does go into building it. The funnel assets that I've just listed out, they do sound like a lot and well, they are a lot. (laughs) But just remember that once you put the time and the effort into building it once, you can rinse and repeat it with very little additional work. And guys, if you'd like help building out the funnel, consider joining us inside of Funnel Club. It's a membership for Kajabi-based businesses, and it's where I show you step-by-step in live masterclasses how to build out every step of this funnel and every step of all the funnels that we cover. And then in addition, I actually give you all the funnel assets that you need to make building your funnel quick and painless and hopefully a whole lot of fun. Right, guys, that's it from me for this episode, and I will see you back for our next episode here on the Kajabiverse podcast.